<laughs> All right, Take Eating Back is back. We are live. Well, like always, I always say we're live and then I have to stop myself because I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm recording this live and I'm here in the flexible eating house, the flexible eating casa, if you will, with the macro mansion. The macro mansion. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Hashtag macro mansion. And as you can hear, my English counterpart, the fiance, the training partner, the confessions of a super foodie, is stretching beside me. Yeah. We've had a great week of eating, of training. Hashtag Torres trained. And want to touch on a couple things before we get to this incredible interview, which you just overheard. What did you think of the interview? What did you think about Austin? You don't know him very well like I do, but after listening to the interview, what did you think? I want to be his friend. You want to be a- <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Austin's one- Austin is one of those guys where when he's your friend, he is so much harder on you than a normal person. Does I that- like that. You know, that's why I I joke in the interview that he's a big part of the reason I found flexible eating because we worked together weekend after weekend and he was just relentless with making me feel bad. And he didn't do it in a negative way. That's just Austin's way of showing love. But That's that's what you want from a good friend, someone who's going to make you a winner. You don't like that when I do it to you. You yell at me in the garage just to tell you to keep your heels down. <laughs> well, there's the difference between your friend saying it and your fiancé saying it. All right, I gotcha. I guess right. we'll have to keep it friends and fiancé <laughs> business separate. But did you learn anything? What's the biggest thing you learned so people that are listening have a reason to continue listening past this two-minute mark? <laughs> the biggest thing I learned? I think it's great that... You know, Austin, he's got so much experience in fitness and nutrition, and yet he's still willing to learn and try new things. So the biggest thing I would say I learned is that, you know, continue to question what you're doing and to test um, the way your body responds and and just continue to learn. I love it. And, you know, for those of you listening, yeah, Austin's going to talk about how he's actually trying macros. Mm. After two years of telling me, he didn't like it, which wasn't exactly true. He just didn't like some of the message I was putting out there. But he's actually trying it and, and gaining some experience and some knowledge, and you'll hear all about that. But for you, Roz, I wanted to talk about this. You put up a Transformation Tuesday picture yesterday. We record these on Wednesdays. We put them out live. Mm-hmm. One year. Yeah. One year of flexible eating. Well, yeah. And well, the pictures were a year apart. Yeah, the pictures were a year apart, and it wasn't long after um, that picture a year ago that I discovered flexible eating. That, you, that we met yes, again. That we met again. Um, but, you know, in terms of my full-on commitment to, to following flexible eating, uh, that really didn't happen until, let's say, May, June this year. But that those pictures were a year apart. Yep. In that picture, and if you if you don't if you want to see the picture, I'll have reshared it, I'm sure, or check out at Confessions of a Super Foodie on Instagram. Yeah. And side by side, literally about a two pound weight difference. Mm-hmm. Right? Would you? I'd say it's probably a little more, um, but yeah, I mean, not substantial. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, we were saying it's in a nice way, but I mean, you look bloated. Yeah. You don't look nearly as muscular. 
granted your training has stepped up a little bit in the last few months. Yeah. And your weight is not significantly different. At that time, you were training for a marathon or you had I, just, I just finished one. Yeah. So you were doing the typical, like what I would do, quote unquote, like a girly workout routine, like running. I was doing, doing CrossFit as well, but I was... But doing cardio to lose weight. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had that mindset that you needed to do cardio to burn fat. I mean, to the extreme. You did a marathon. You ran 26.2 yeah. miles like a <laughs> lunatic. It's extreme. So, and in addition to that, depriving yourself of foods. Yeah, well, food I love for sure and and definitely wasn't eating enough. I mean, I remember always waking up ravenous and just like stuffing a handful of nuts <laughs> like with no idea of how much fat I was consuming, you know? So yeah, definitely. Eating that, you know, quote unquote paleo lifestyle. Yeah. And now, you know, and as you said, not eating enough, and we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, but you're eating over 500 calories more. And I think we need to discuss another increase because you continue to stay lean mm-hmm. at this I mean, super lean, muscular, looking good. I'm not going to lie. You turn, I'm getting excited <laughs> talking. Calm down, you, you calm know, down. Maybe after this podcast, we can get a little warm-up in for our workouts, right? <laughs> so, point is, it works. It yeah. works. A year later, you're looking better than ever. You're feeling better than ever. And most importantly... What's most important? You're enjoying the foods you love. I you, am. <laughs> you are a super foodie and you were avoiding these, you know, quote unquote, super foods. Together, we've enjoyed things obviously like donuts from dozens of different places, but ramen burgers, we have waffles all the time, etc. And, you know, that's the, that's the difference. And even on the podcast and the interview with Austin, he, he will admit it. He's training and eating for a very different purpose than most of you listening. Mm-hmm. He's probably pushing himself past the point of fitness to almost, I wouldn't call it unhealthy, but he's just overdoing everything because of that. And what we need to remember is we're normal people. Austin said, I'm not Rich Froning, meaning me, which mm-hmm. I disagree with, but I understand where <laughs> he's coming from. And our, our prescription and our mindset and, and goals and plans are different. So we need to be able to enjoy some of these foods. Although Austin might consider it weakness, I consider it a strength because it's what allows us to continue down the road. Yeah, it allows us to continue to be successful. It's sustainable. And, and you know, not just enjoying foods like you say, like donuts and things, but also good quality and delicious foods. For instance, you know, we went out after we got engaged, went out with your friends and had a wonderful meal at this beautiful restaurant. And that would have freaked me out in the past. And you're just talking about, hey, we had a huge seafood platter. We had, I think you had fish and I might have had steak. We shared it. Yeah. But even just that in and of itself would have freaked you out, not including the countless desserts we had. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just countless. the quantity of food. But now I recognize that I need that much food in order to sustain my energy levels and, and in order to continue to perform well at the gym. Um, and I so think yeah. Austin's right. You know, a lot that we discussed and you'll hear it in the interview, you know, you don't have to eat only bad foods. And, and I think a point that he made is true. You know, he kind of, Austin is very matter of fact mm-hmm. where 
you know, he said, hey, if, if you don't vary things, I can tell you where you're going to fail. And it seems kind of funny when it comes to food, but I think the bigger picture of that is, yeah, if you only eat cereal at night, you're, you're failing as far as what micronutrients you're getting. Mm. So I get what he's saying, and, and I love that idea. Hey, I made a joke about, well, you can just vary the types of cereal you have. Mm-hmm. But, but he also countered that with, yeah, but maybe cereal one night can be fruit and nuts, and it's true. Mm-hmm. So I think a great point that you're going to get from this is, is, is vary your, what you're eating. Vary the nutrition that you're taking in. Yeah, 100%. All right. That's why I'm going to have a different flavor of waffles this <laughs> What waffles are we going to have? Because I'm going to have one too. Maybe peanut butter? I Well, I love it. They're all You have every flavor over in the cabinet over there, but I love that peanut butter. Is there a chocolate one now? There is a chocolate one. I might one. take that one. I might have the chocolate Kodiak. Right. Shout out Kodiak Cakes. <laughs> so I'm excited. You've already heard the interview. The people listening, you're about to hear it. My good friend, Austin Maliolo, he's been in the game since 2009, as I'll talk about, and he is a leader in the fitness revolution. He likes to stay humble and say, hey, I'm just teaching the air squat. He's doing a whole lot more than that. He's a big, big reason the entire world is shifting its paradigm and its thoughts on fitness and nutrition. So I'm very proud to have Austin Maliolo, five-time games athlete, on this episode of Take Eating Back. I've got Austin on the podcast, and before I bring him on, I always have said games athletes recover better than normal human beings. I've shared rooms with Austin numerous times. The dude closes his eyes, opens them again eight hours later. That's why he recovers well. I'm not lucky like that, but what I am lucky about is I know my buddy Kevin over at RemFit. He sent me a whole new bed, a whole new set of pillows, and these pillows are badass. Yes, I'm talking pillows. And whether it's traditional memory foam or the new smart pillow, RemFit creates the most amazing pillows. They help you sleep better, help you recover better. For me, I have some allergies, and it helps me improve that. So if you care about your recovery, you care about your pillows. Check them out, remfit.com, that's R-E-M-F-I-T.com, and you can use the code ACKERMAN15 for 15% off your order or off your newest pillow. They make them for whatever type of sleeper you are, on your back, on your stomach, on your side. Check them out, remfit.com. All right, back on the show. It's been a few years. Austin Maliolo, you don't have to... Google him. You know who he is. Five times games athlete, correct? Correct. Demo team. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple box owner. Yes. Spearheading, I would, I would say spearheading fitness in the world. Ah, uh, you know, it's uh, or you know, I, I like to be a little more modest. That I just, you know, teach some people how to air squat, have some fun, and. Uh, and do some uh, do some pull-ups throughout the day. That's another way to put it. And we were um, I was with James Hobart this past weekend, and we were goofing around on some of our old videos on YouTube. We were talking about, I think he was talking about Nancy, where our overhead squats just look like a pile of dog poo. Oh yeah, that was um yeah, and it, we definitely on that um four hundred meter run course that was probably like only a hundred and fifty meters, um but yeah. 
Yeah, we were lying to ourselves back then. So, we, we, we keep this podcast pretty nutrition-based, obviously, you know, depending on who's on, but you've had quite the nutrition journey, and you've been a big part of mine. You were, you were one of the people that gave me a, a, a body disorder, calling me chubby all the time. We don't have to dive into that right now, <laughs> right now but... You could call me responsible for your, um, you know, overtaking of the nutritional world. Uh, you know what? That's a that's a better way to put it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you would, you would, you know, we would we would define it as busting balls, I suppose. And you were a big part of me wanting to improve my eating. So would that would that make me like on the board of director directors of the Flexible Eating Nation? Yeah, you're you're a shareholder, I think. Okay, I just want to make sure we're good there, because you're clearly the president. But like, you know, I'm like on the board of directors, like a shareholder. I like that. But and we'll talk more about your role because we'll see what your perspective is on flexible eating. But before we get into that, you, it's 2016. You found CrossFit probably around 2010, if I'm right. Yeah, um, two, I found CrossFit in 2009. Um, 2010 was the first year I went to the CrossFit Games. Okay, so before we get into that, just a quick story about Austin. This cut, this young kid, buzz cut, walks into my box, Albany CrossFit. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to hit Grace today. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, whatever, dude, sure. Like, I knew of, you know, my our parents were friends, so I knew you were coming in. I had no idea of your fitness level, which even in 2009 was through the roof. You're like, yeah, I did fight gone bad this... Oh, no, no, no. I did filthy 50s this morning in this barn, and uh, I'm going to do Grace. So me and Caleb and maybe Kevin at the time kind of watch him, and we're just hating on you from the outside as you do this, like, sub-two-minute Grace. We're like, yeah, he didn't lock his arms out. But, you know, <laughs> and then meanwhile, you know, our relationship grows. So take us through your nutrition journey. I want to hear... What, what it's been like from 2009 to 2016, what you've learned, where you've been. Get, if you were to tell someone the Austin Maliolo nutrition journey, what would it be? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I mean, I always like to say that nutrition changed my life more than any fitness program. Um, I uh, found CrossFit in a Globo gym. I did Fran threw up in a garbage can, and I fell in love with it. I researched CrossFit. This One of the first articles I found was CrossFit Journal issue 21, The Zone, and from there, I, I, you know, like a true meathead, like as most of us, I read like the first page of it, called myself an athletic, athletic well-muscled male right away, which put me at 25 blocks. And I didn't read the next page about quality food. And um, I just started weighing and measuring everything, just what I was currently eating, sandwiches, pasta, so on and so forth. Um, and that dramatically changed. I mean, in, after one month of the zone, I, you know, I, was a, I was a fluffy sort of bodybuilder guy. And that went – and that turned – you know, I lost like 15 pounds of probably just glycogen water weight. And then from there, I was like, you know, I'm hungry. I want to eat more food. So then I just started eating quality foods because you can eat more good foods than, than bad foods. Um, and then, you know, 
that's when I started eating, you know, the meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch and no sugar prescription. And, and then it, you know, then it really all changed. And I, so I just started weighing and measuring good quality foods. And I did that for almost about four years straight. And as you remember, you know, becoming, I was very, uh, vigilant about that. Um, and that really, you know, changed everything about my performance. And it was all based off performance. I, I stopped drinking, I you know all that sort of stuff because I wanted to control every variable I could from a performance perspective. And I, I you know, I'm not, I'm not talented or athletic. I just figured I work hard. So I needed everything I could from wearing full white compression to um, weighing and measuring my food. I wanted to control every variable I could. We need to uh, bring that compression. But I still have my skins buried away somewhere. I still have the full white compression buried away somewhere too. I, every time I do like a closet clean, I'm like, I just can't throw them Well, out. you have to keep those. If they ever open a CrossFit Hall of Fame, I think those would be displayed. I hope so. You know, I, I hope somewhere maybe like in like the room that no one goes into, I'll get that, <laughs> that, that back corner. But, um, you know, just to touch on a couple of things about Austin. First of all, if, if you don't understand Austin, I, you know, it's hard to believe someone that when they say I'm a five-time games athlete, I don't have, you know, natural ability. I wouldn't argue with that. Not to knock you, but you are just... Probably, I wouldn't say the hardest worker. I would say, say the most stubborn person I know. And then, you know, when you talk about the journal, back in the day, if you went to Austin's house, you literally had every journal article printed out along with your workouts, etc. So you have to be, you know, somewhat, not somewhat, you have to be just all in to get to Austin's level. And that's where you were even back then. And talking about the zone... Yeah, you were a, a zone vigilante at the box. I remember you sitting down with Nickelback, like literally the band Nickelback. <laughs> remember <laughs> going going over the zone with them, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't." Yeah, you know, we were like, "Get your cooks to do this." Um, but that was awesome. Yeah. Talk about you know you did the zone, but you would also all, you know something we discussed at our level one seminars. You would also just crush fat. So that's yeah. something that goes on in the zone these days. You know, double, you were probably literally five times fat, maybe more, at that higher zone block. What, what was that all about? Yeah, I mean, it just, it just took some, you know, like I, I was losing so much weight. So I just started, you know, and, and I, so I just started adding more fat. And I still, you know, and even to this day, I eat way more fat than any one of my friends. Um... And it's just, I really have a hard time keeping weight on. Still do. I did. And um, so I, you know, as for the prescription, start, you know, increasing the fat a little bit. And I found it, you know, pretty efficacious. And I still, uh, you know, and I still do. Um, but, you know, I, I learned some hard lessons on, you know, making sure I had the right kinds of fat. That's something I didn't, didn't do back then. I was just... Uh, you know, like eating a bunch of nuts and my omega-6 levels were through the roof. Yeah, so, I mean, we would all fight because we would all bring in boxes of cashews and you would eat the whole box of it. Literally in one day, you would go through an entire jar of, like, BJ's ca uh, cashews. Yeah, oh yeah. So um, I, I've since cleaned that up. What does that mean? I mean, it's fat. So what? what's a different or alternative for fat that you would take in now? Um, so now I just kind of mix the berries and nuts that I have and, um, you know, more oils and stuff like that, more in my, just within my foods. Um, 
you know, just I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have like a prepared meal service and paleo power meals. And, and so he cooks with a lot of like uh, grass fed butter, which is great because um, it, it's uh, higher in omega threes compared to omega sixes. So things like that, which just helps. It makes me a little less dyspeptic um, and just finding that right balance. So you kept the zone going probably, you know, longer than anyone I know. Oftentimes we hear the zone's not sustainable. I tend to agree, you know, long term, but I often use you as my example of, well, Austin did it for nearly five years. So right. what caused you to stop the zone, and then what did you wind up doing after the zone? Just experimentation. Um, you know, experimenting with different things and trying different foods, things like that, where, you know, I think it's important to learn and experiment. So I, you know, once, you know, and here's the thing, you know, good habits, you know, they, they, they are difficult to kill off. Um, so I still, you know, you know, ever since then, I still almost eat a protein carb fat every time I eat. I'm a huge proponent of, of, of eating within ratio, um, just because of how it makes me feel. Um, and, if you're training all the time, in my opinion, I think that's really important to have that consistent piece beyond just the post-workout. You know, if you're just a traditional lifestyle, I think it matters a little less. But if you want performance, I think that the balance is important. I've always had that. Um, I've weighed and measured and, and zoned like just a day when I'm not technically zoning. I'm still so close almost every day to, um, to, that, to, that, to that zone proportion. And to bring it full circle now, you know, we're doing a really big nutrition challenge at, at, at all three of my gyms, and one of them is macros. And I've never done macros um, as, you know, you know, putting it in the little app and all that. So I have my numbers and all that stuff. I mean, it's funny. where I still, you know, my ratio is pretty similar. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I think the zone is probably a little more caloric restrictive than macros. But um, so I, saw, I have a hard time eating that much food. Well, my lifestyle is a lot different now. My days are longer. I, you know, my, it's just it's hard for me to just find time to eat. So it's bringing me good awareness about that. But I still eat almost in within ratio every time. It's funny how like it's I, you can't kill the zone once you do it long enough. Yeah, I think that's great. And you know, I think you and I have talked about this dozens of times. And not that I get a bad rap, but people see what I put out there about, you know, donuts and Pop-Tarts, and it's true, I eat a lot of those, but at the same time, you have to eat good quality food as well, so you don't develop, you know, diseases and all that kind of stuff, but I agree, and I've told people this, eating in the right balance at every meal would probably be, you know, I think you can get 80 to 90% of the results simply by eating the right amount of food over the course of the day. You can dial it in a little more with quality, and then if you start to dial in that ratio at every meal, that's going to really take you to the top. Because because like you said, especially performance, you can't eat a carb-heavy meal and then you know try to do a, a longer Metcon and not expect to bonk a little bit once you've spiked your insulin. So you need to have that balance of hormones going on by eating in that 30-30 oh, yeah. ratio. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's like an end-all, be-all, you know, but I do think it's important to have a balance across most of the day, you know, and, you know, but also it's like I think the big thing, one, yeah, I, I do think quality is very, very important, you know, and here's the deal. I, to be honest with you, I think if you're just a traditional human being, a.k.a. you do CrossFit five, six times a week, that I would say that's even rare for consistent CrossFitters, but um, I, I, do, I don't even think like eating processed 
foods is unnecessary other than if it's just a want, you know. Um, I think if you are a high-level, high, high-level CrossFit competitor, getting, you know, like you can, you know, it's, it's a little – it's a little harder to get that amount of food eating clean, right? Um, but which is which? But you can still do it. It's just harder. But I think that um, it's it's important to understand that if you're just a mom, a dad, you know, whatever it may be, doing CrossFit to to stay fit, I don't think you ever need to eat processed foods as long as you and you understand that when you eat processed foods. By no, no doubt, it's it's not you're really not doing anything other than, you know, you're putting fuel in the gas tank. You're getting no other benefit from that. Um, whereas when you eat good quality foods, you're training your body like what it the micronutrients what your body's supposed to be eating. I mean, your body can get used to eating crap, and that's that's the amazing part of the human body. Is it, it can get used to garbage. Um, so I think you can't compare. You know Jason Ackerman to, you know Matt Fraser or Rich Froning Jr. Because that's like comparing Austin Maliola behind the wheel to Michael Andretti. You know, like it just doesn't work that way. We both drive cars, but it's it's a little different. Well, I'm a little upset that you can't compare me to Fraser or Froning, but I understand the analogy. I would have rather use somebody different than me. But mm. uh, <laughs> well, I did, I did, I you know, you know, I know that you're in the Masters category now, but. I hate to break it to you. You're probably not going to take down Miko Salo, Matt Chan, or anyone like that. So I just have to bring you down to the earth. You don't. First of all, you haven't seen my training. I think your max snatch is like 115. It's 185. It's 185, <laughs> and I don't know. Miko might be beat up this year. He might get another ear infection. You know, who knows what could happen at the games? I might be able to take Miko, Chan, Spieler. I think they all got me. They're all, they're all worried. What's Jay doing? That's a hashtag that's going around in the Masters yeah, yeah, category. Yeah, I've, really, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And Ron Ortiz, who is a Greek god, is literally two of you. Ron Ortiz is in the 50s. Exactly. Doesn't that stress you out? No, because we'll never, we'll never be in the same uh, age group. I was actually thinking about this, though. At some, whoever is like in Rich's age category, like he's probably about 30 right now. Yeah. Is literally has no chance of ever winning the Masters. Never. I, I think he, there will be someone at, it'll be one of the hardest endeavors in all of sports, but it won't be recognized, is to win every Masters year from start to finish. Yeah, well, it definitely won't happen because at some point we're all just going to blow up and explode. So. Right, but wouldn't that be, I mean, that's like 25 years of fitness. Yeah, no, never, no way is it happen to happen. Well, that's why it would be so impressive if it does. So, you've you've touched on a lot, and you know, some I agree on, some I'm, I don't disagree. I think you're, you're right about nutrition. You know, the only aspect that I really take on this where I think gets lost on a lot of people is where you say like, hey, a donut doesn't do anything to your body. Agreed, it gives you calories, carbs, protein, fat, whatever it needs to fuel. But for a lot of us, it also does something mentally where it keeps us in check for tomorrow. Well, and, and, and I agree with that. But with that said, you know, it's, I think it's just important to understand that, yeah, you, you know, it, it's sort of like, it's the extremes, right? You know, you shouldn't, 
what you should be eating consistently is whole natural foods. Agreed. And if if one if 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 at you know you have a bowl of cereal at night, a couple nights a week, that's great. But remember, by I think nutrition is no different than fitness. Is that if you're doing something every single day, I can tell you where you'll fail. So Ooh, deep. If I like it. So if you're having a bowl of cereal every single night, that's weakness. That means you will fail at some point in life because of this consistent piece, no matter what it is. You know, we, we preach variance within our nutritional regimen. We preach that's off you. Off, that's my dog, sorry. And, you know, I think it's important to understand that variance in what you eat is equally as important from a micro and macronutrient perspective. And I think it's very easy to forget that. I like it. So you're, so, I mean, if we're going to end this podcast, where's Austin Maliolo is suggesting vary your cereals every night. Yeah, I mean, and maybe your cereal is just like blueberries, some cashews, some almonds, and some almond milk. I like and also, it. And also, and this is and this is what I think is important. Your palate is completely in control of you. I believe nutrition is more about conditioning yourself mentally than succumbing to society's wants and needs. I eat a piece of pineapple, and I it is so sweet for me. I can't eat anything else. And that's conditioned from me. I used to, I, you know, I was a kid. I was a normal human being eating all the stuff that, you know, that, that you know, Western Americans want, you know, want you to eat. But now, when I have a half, of, like a perfect bar, that's dessert to me. That is so sweet when I have a, pe- a pineapple. So you, it's conditioned. It I, takes time, but it's a, absolutely a conditioned response. And, I, and, it, and, if, and, it, and it starts, you know, and, and you work with a lot of people and you're doing amazing things. And if, if I were to give you one piece of, hey, like touch point, for these adults that are, that are having children, you are in complete control of your children's perspective. So when they have a donut, a cupcake, a, a piece of cake, it should be a treat. It should be just that. They should, you know, when they have a sugary drink, they should realize what's happening. If you know that when you're eating a Pop-Tart, a donut, this is not good for you. It's not sustainable. I'm doing it because it's sort of like drinking alcohol. I like having a glass of wine, but if I have a glass of wine at every meal, I'm an alcoholic. And that's not good. But if I have a casual glass of wine, I'm just, that's something I enjoy. And I know that it's not great for me all the time. No different than doing drugs, right? You do drugs when you're a degenerate youth or when you're in college, you experiment and you realize, okay, I shouldn't do this for the rest of my life or I'll become a degenerate and die. (laughs) Understanding that perspective is no different than nutrition. And I think that's really important. I think you're doing that work. uh, You know, and and I just think it's important that, hey, you know what? Vegetables and fruits and naturally occurring foods are better for you. No one's going to argue that. So make sure that that's the majority of your nutritional intake. But when you have a, 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 you know, some ice cream or a donut, it's okay. Just know that what you're doing is not okay because you're weighing and measuring it. What you're doing is okay because it's it, it's an inconsistent piece of your nutritional regimen. I think that's important. I love it. And you're, basically you're preaching, you know, live 80-20. Maybe for you it's 98-2, et cetera. But... Right. But, yeah, because my, but my goals are different. I would never tell anyone to train like I train. Or, or live the lifestyle I live either. Right. right. And, and that's, and, yeah, and and that's and, different. People need to understand that too. Like it, you, you should never train like I train. I train three to four times a day. My goal is to win. 
My goal is not health. It's not general fitness. It's not to get up and down the stairs better. It's to move a larger load of longer, longer distance quickly across three to four days of a CrossFit competition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and hopefully long term that does allow you to do all those things. Right now it's far beyond fitness, but you have that hedge against sickness like we talk about at the level one. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and I think you nailed it too. I think something that gets overlooked is children. And, you know, really what you're touching on there is the mindset. As an adult, you can eat that ice cream and understand what it's doing, but your kids are just eating ice cream. So it is right. our responsibility. I mean, there's an epidemic out there of type 2 diabetes and oh, yeah. obesity. A, I, I would argue it's a pandemic. Exactly. You know, and Coach Glassman, as we both know, is, you know, we're fighting big soda because they're involved in the in the health and fitness world, but it, it extends you know far beyond that as far as what our kids are eating. And seventy percent of humans will die because of of these related diseases. Exactly. So last couple of things, you, you're you're experimenting with macros. What have you found? Um, I, you know, I, one, I don't eat enough food. Um, that's you know, like for my output. Um, even if even if my numbers are a few percentages off, man, it's a it's a it's a lot of food for me to eat, and I have a hard time eating it. Um, which I find traditional across most competitive CrossFit athletes have a hard time. You know, most of them are a, a massive caloric deficit, and that's something that most people also forget. So, um, so knowing that, yeah. But it's, do you feel you're perform? You know, you you're struggling to get enough food. So, meaning in our lingo, you're based not off, based off these numbers. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. There maybe they're arbitrary. Maybe you figured them out based off these numbers. Now, you know, in our lingo, we would say, "Hey, Austin's not hitting his numbers. You're not hitting, you know, within a five gram range of protein, carbs, and fat." What right. I would what I would say to you is. You could be performing better if you were fueling your body better. What do you? What are your thoughts on? That? I mean, obviously, it's hard to argue with a games athlete, a five-time games athlete, that they could be performing better, right? But what's your? What are your thoughts on that? Um. Well, we'll find. You know, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try to fuel more and see what happens. Um. I. I. I don't think. I. I don't. I think. Certainly, for most CrossFit workouts. I don't think exactly what you fuel yourself with will affect that single workout, depending on the duration. I think it affects recovery more and volume. It doesn't affect your Fran time as much once you're at a certain level. Um, and, and I, think it is, I, I think it's more volume, recovery, so on and so forth, as opposed to my Cindy score. So what you're saying is, hey, I... Austin Maliolo to hit his numbers needs to eat a couple donuts, pop tarts, etc. Your performance tomorrow, maybe even over the weekend, doesn't decrease, but your ability to recover from those workouts does. I agree, but I will I will correct you that instead of donuts and pop tarts and cereal, it can be more rice and sweet potatoes oh, yeah. and corn chips. Absolutely, and I and I agree. That's kind of where I was at. Like my performance is better than it's ever been, but yeah. Do you have inflammation in your body? Are you sleeping as well as you should? You know, is your body getting taxed to break down these foods is what you're looking at. But you, so you would say for you, okay, let's keep the quality a little bit better. Maybe not meats, vegetables, not seeds, but we're going to throw in a little more starch, a little more fruit, etc. You feel you would perform better or recover better? 
Uh, potentially. I, I don't know, but I think that would, that's the litmus test. I think that's the effectiveness. Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's the, that you're not going to, I'm not going to see a decrease in my scores per se. I'll see an ability to recover and perform better from multiple workouts. And that's really, I mean, it's like the steroid argument, you know, CrossFitters aren't doing steroids to get bulky. They're doing steroids to recover better. Just, and, you know, if, if they're doing steroids, but, you know, but the point is, it's the same principle. You're not trying to improve necessarily your fran time, which you are, but because you're able to recover from three to four bouts a day. Correct. Gotcha. So have, have there been anything other than the fact that you're not, that you potentially are not eating enough that you've noticed? Say that again. Other, other than some sort of realization that you need more food, have you learned anything else from tracking your macros? That it's no different than the zone, really. Um, Agreed. It's tracking. Uh, it's just more convenient, and it just proves to me that most people are a little lazier than um, they would like to admit to themselves. This, you know, people are like, oh, the zone's harder. No, it's not. It's just there's no app for it that you can scan a barcode. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, you know, I mean, other than that, it's, it's really the same thing, you know, because, you know, you tweak the zones as well. So, um, and it can be, you know, the same thing there. So it just, it also just proves to me that for most people are looking for an easier way to get the, to get results, which I think is okay. But, you know, people just have to be honest with themselves is that, you know, no, it's not, it's not, it's your, if you want to do macros, it's not because it's anything different than. It's just a little easier, and that is okay, but you just have to know the difference. I, I can accept that. I, I agree. So is it something you would – well, first of all, how long have you been doing it, and, and how long is your you know, challenge going to last? I've, I've been doing it about a week. I mean, I'm right in – I'm in, you know, I'm in the middle of it, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I mean we're going to go through January, all the way to the end of January, so we'll have a good amount of time. And absolutely, I would. I mean, I'd recommend it to people 100 percent um, from a way to, because again, if if it's going to allow you to be way and measure your food over anything else, great, do it. That's like saying do constantly varied functional movements at moderate intensity. I would say that's what most people do, um, and they still get fitter. It's just not probably as effective as high intensity, but it doesn't mean what you're doing is not effective, and it doesn't mean what you're doing is bad. Love it, love it. So, what's your wrapping up? What's your Biggest tip, trick, piece of advice for anyone listening as far as nutrition goes? That consistency is all that matters. If you're consistent with anything from a nutritional perspective, you will be successful as long as it is somewhere on the positive end of the spectrum. That's it. Same thing with fitness, same thing with anything in life. Consistency is the one character trait that matters the most. Love it. Love it. So you have probably a ton of training today. Seems as if you're training for a very important event. We'd, I don't know if it's announced what you're doing exactly, but if you follow Austin on social media, it seems pretty obvious to me. Are you, have you announced your, your intention? Uh, not officially yet, but uh, you know, soon we will. Okay, cool. So I don't want to spoiler alert on here, but it seems like you're, you're moving in the right direction. I'm excited and obviously always rooting for you. What's your, 
what are some ways people can find out more about you? We didn't even touch on this, but obviously there's the ham plan. You own multiple boxes. Give us anything and everything people can learn about Austin Maliolo. So, yeah, um, obviously because my, my personal channels, um, A Maliolo on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and then my gyms, ReebockCrossFit1.com, CrossFit One Nation, my two gyms, and my online programming, which is the ham plan uh, as well. So just any sort of, any sort of that stuff is uh, – You'll be able to get a hold of me. The ham plan. Austin and Spencer killing it. People are improving fitness through this program. So definitely something to check. Is it just thehamplan.com? Yep, thehamplan.com or just uh, you know the ham plan on uh, Instagram too is an easy way to get to it. Very cool. Austin, thank you so much for being on. I would love to talk to you again on the podcast after the challenge is over and, and see what happens. Sounds good. And then I always appreciate the time, Jay. All right. Have a great rest of the day. Get at it. You too. Bye. Thanks again, Austin, for being on the podcast. Good friend, good athlete, all around amazing dude. Check him out. Like he said, either on his, he was being pretty humble. Check out his boxes. Check out his ham plan. Check out his Instagram. All these things. He's putting out good content. You want to find out what his plans are for this season You'll, you'll be able to put the pieces together pretty quickly. So check them out. Hopefully we'll see you guys back here next week. Take eating back. For now, get at it. Enjoy some food. Dial it in. I'm here for you. Check us out. TakeEatingBack.com. Check out the all-new membership site. Check out the original Flexible Eating Blueprint. You know how to find me. Peace out of here.